Welcome to the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, where time is guaranteed. Join the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. And this is going to be your fast lane review. And, uh,. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a mixed bag of a show, but uh, we're going to talk about it right here. I've got Jenny and Cat with me. How are you, ladies, doing tonight? Hey. Hello. So, uh, Fastlane, Fastlane. I I definitely thought the back half of the show was better than the front half of the show. Well, that's good because that's all I saw. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Really, I wasn't that excited going into it because I thought the matches were just kind of, eh. you know, they're building, they're doing their thing, it'll be fine. I mean, really, other after other than Drew and Sheamus, there really wasn't too much I was looking forward to on this one. But the pay per view really surprised me personally. I enjoyed it. I was looking forward to Alexa and, and Randy. Well, I actually forgot about that match until right before it came on. I was like, oh yeah. Well, I, I overall I, I enjoyed like the back half of the show um the front half i really didn't care for uh but there but i do have some criticisms of, of some things and we'll go about them as we uh review these matches right here and uh the first match we had was the united states championship match in the pre-show riddle because i can't say matt anymore versus ali for uh, why can't you say that well, uh, Riddle doesn't have his first name anymore. It's only Riddle now. Oh. Yeah, he don't have... He yeah. could probably get it back. Oh, Mustafa well, Ali got his yeah. name back. Mustafa got his first name back. I'll say he got it back and they pronounce it right now. Yeah, yeah, they pronounce it right now. But uh, Mustafa lost more than a match tonight. Which I thought was a I thought was a pretty good pre-show match. To I thought it was better than the opener of the uh, pay-per-view proper if you really want my opinion on it. I, uh, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was, I thought it was a good United States title match. See, I wrote down, I think they were finally figuring out how heel Ollie works in the ring. He's had the mic stuff down, but as far as his wrestling, it hadn't changed, but I think he was finally heel wrestling tonight. Yeah. It, it's been really hard for him because I don't think he's ever played a heel at all. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of, been kind of a rough transition for him because, you know, Wrestling babyface, you got all the, you do all the high flying stuff and whatnot. Wrestling heels way different. And I uh, say like Mike wise, he's been perfect. Mm-hmm. He's been great with the heel at that aspect. But I feel I feel like his wrestling part hadn't changed yet until I thought tonight he finally hit it. Yeah, tonight was a good. Uh, it, it was a good opening match, uh, a good pre show match. Riddle retains with a uh, avalanche, Bro Derek, and uh, after the match. Ali, of course, is not taking responsibility for anything, and uh, Retribution turns his back on him and basically slams him through the mat. Uh, Dio and uh, Dijakovic uh, basically destroy him with a uh, double choke slam. I had almost tweeted during this match because I kind of I was noticing like, you know, they're having Reckoning look really bored during oh, this yeah. match mm-hmm. and she was the first one to walk away oh she was she uh, uh mia 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 yim was definitely fed up because you gotta think they're going back to their regular names now she was definitely fed up with all these crap 
and in uh, and in Slapjack, he he said, "Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm out, I'm out, dude. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks, I'm out." And then uh, uh, Dio and uh, Dijakovic said, "I ain't dealing with your crap anymore. Here's a choke slam for the road, bud." <laughs> I hope they do more with Dio and. Because I'd be really curious to see what they're gonna do oh, tomorrow on really? Raw with this. Oh yeah, you know Ollie's going to be very—he's going to be very, very vocal on social media if he hasn't already. I don't follow him on social media. Maybe I do, but he's definitely I think posted he's a really been cool picture. The social media rule really well. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He is working social media hard. Ollie has worked social media very hard, and uh, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go. I'm with Jenny. I'm interested to see where they go with this. Uh, if they. If he comes crawling back and tries to and begs retribution to come back into the fold, or they just gang gang stomp him four on one, we'll we'll see tomorrow. But a good opening match. I was uh, I was very very pleased with the opening match, which gave me hope for the pay per view until I seen the next match. Which I mean, story wise, they did all the right things with this match. Just the in between was just kind of. Meh. Yeah, we've seen it before. That's the, that. That was the that was a theme amongst uh, a lot of the matches tonight. We've seen, we've just seen them before, and uh, we've seen this match before. We and we knew what the outcome was going to be. We're talking about the women's tag team title match. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't completely sure on the outcome because you never know with WWE what they're going to do. I almost oh, they love them. putting tag titles on people that are about to face each other and then have them going into their title match as tag team partners. Right. See, like, I was almost kind of freaked out that they were going to do it, and I was so glad they didn't. This is about the only time I even wrote in my notes. I said, thank you, Naya, something I never thought I would say. I know, right? When she shoved Bianca onto uh, Sasha when she had Shayna in the hold. Mm-hmm. Like thank you, Naya. <laughs> yeah, that's when everything broke down for the baby faces. Whenever, uh, whenever uh, Bel Air was actually trying to keep Naya from from interrupting the uh, bank statement, so that way they could become tag team champions, and Naya just pff, get away from me, little girl, pushes her on top of Sasha, and that's when everything breaks down for the team of uh, the team of Banks and uh, Bel Air, and uh, and uh, Shane gets to roll up on Sasha. And it really, to me, it just, it, it, I would have much rather seen a Dolph Ziggler, I'd much rather seen the Dirty Dogs go up against maybe uh, the Alpha Academy than this match, honestly. Than this match, honestly. I really would have. This match didn't need to happen. It didn't make any sense. We've seen it literally for the past, like, what, six weeks? Yes, we've seen this. We've seen an iteration of this match for the last six weeks. And, like, you mean, even if it, was going to be the SmackDown or the SmackDown ones, the women's tag team titles, mm-hmm. Lana and Naomi, Riot Squad, anybody else, yeah, other Why than Sasha and Natalia have come busted through them doors and they still won't give them shit. Yeah, that's right. very true. They were the other two I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I do, I was forgetting somebody. It's Tamina and Natty, which was, I, I think there's going to be a multi woman team match at Mania. It seems like it's going to be, it's probably going to be those teams you uh mentioned in a four corner tag team match for the women's tag team titles. I, mean, I think at least every one of those people have earned it in some form or another. Maybe not the Riot Squad, I can't remember, but I know at least Natty and Tamina have earned their shot. Not Lana and Naomi. I almost called them Nalana. Lana Nalana. and Naomi. <laughs> Just combine the names. It makes it so much easier. Nalana. It sounds like a Lion King character. It does. 
I mean, just anybody because they, they face each other at Mania. We've known this for weeks mm-hmm. now. Why did they need to have this match? Exactly. Why did they have to have this match? I would, like I said, I'd much rather seen a SmackDown or Raw, uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. Okay, fine. You don't have to have them on the show. But the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, we haven't seen the SmackDown Tag Team Titles on TV, and it which seems like in forever. And right. I don't know if that's because one of the, uh, Bobby or Dolph is hurt, which don't seem like they are because they're on TV every week. We just don't see them wrestle or defend it. I mean, they or wrestle. drop new fucking merch for anything. You can beg them for a Dirty Dog T-shirt for ten years; they still won't drop it. I would no. totally buy a Dirty Dog's T-shirt. I love. I, I love that tag team. Name. I love that tag team name, and and they still call them Rude and Ziggler. But they're the Dirty Dogs. Call them the damn Dirty Dogs. That's that's their name. That is a fabulous tag team name, and I love it. But I, I would have much rather seen a SmackDown tag team title match instead of Bianca and Sasha's drama, which we've My, seen for Michael the last... Cole can't get their tag team name right, though. I can't remember what he always calls them, but it's not the Dirty Dogs. He calls them something. Well... There's something other... Something else... Dogs. I can't remember now well, what it is. Well, that is my. Well, you, yeah, well, I ain't saying nothing. Michael Cole. Michael Cole. But there's one thing I I hate about when they pick a, a rumble opponent so soon is I feel like sometimes WWE is like, well, shit, how do we? How, we know this is it's going to be Sasha and Bianca like going into Mania, so it's like if Sasha has title matches, you know who's going to win yeah. because they're not going to change it. <laughs> Well, and, and and they've been involved with each other for the last six weeks. Like, I almost think they need to put Mania right after Rumble. Almost, yeah. Well, At least think maybe one pay per view in between to help like build out some of the other because like you can only pick one champion. So it's like okay, so Royal Rumble, they pick their champion. You know, have like a fast lane or whatever. What was the last one? Elimination chamber. elimination chamber. Okay, yeah. Okay, get rid of fast lane. Have elimination chamber for the other titles, and then mania. put mania in March. Yeah, yeah I feel like they. I feel I like, feel they like need, mania used to be in March. It did. It used to be like the last week of March. Now it's like the first week of April. But they they just need to build from elimination chamber to mania. They need to take yeah. six weeks and build. That's what they need to do. They just need to scrap fast lane altogether, and take that six weeks from elimination chamber to mania to build mania. I mean, it's not so much you have to scrap Fastlane, but just flip-flop Mania and Fastlane or something. Oh, something but Mania closer gotta, to Rumble. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. I just don't like the, I don't like that extra pay-per-view. And I know I've made jokes about Fastlane being the most important pay-per-view of the year. It's really not. It really is. It's, it's useless. And the first half of this show really showed how useless it was. Thank God we had good wrestling in the second half of the show to make up for the lack of whatever they was trying to do in the first half of the show. I feel like- the storytelling was good. The wrestling was just the background to the storytelling. Yeah, the they, first yeah, couple it was matches more, on the main this show. Was a build, this is definitely a build show. Yeah, this is definitely a build show. And I mean, I would say match one, two, and three on the main car or the main part of the show were more story than wrestling. And guess what? In we're, my opinion, and we're and guess what? We're going to see an iteration of these first three matches, or the match again itself at Mania. That's what yeah. we're going to get. Well, I hope with Seth it's Cesaro, not Shinsuke. Hey, well, no, it's gonna, definitely going to be it's Cesaro. It's going to be Cesaro. It's 100% going to be Cesaro. I liked how they shook that up a little bit. Because at first I was like, wait, why the fuck is he not facing Cesaro? But I was like, oh yeah, actually save the match for what it's supposed to be. 
But uh, this uh, this women's tag team match, I feel I'm, I'm I feel like it just didn't need to be on the card. It, it could have been replaced with another one. Uh, I'm I'm tired of talking about that match. Let's move on to the Intercontinental Title match, which uh, Big E versus uh, Apollo Cruz. I like Serious E getting shit done, but I don't want it to stay. Like I don't want him to like be his new gimmick. We were talking about this before we started recording. Like. I like, like Jenny was saying, Jenny, blah, 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 I kept, sorry. That's my job. (laughs) Uh, Jenny was saying, uh, have Vicky, you know, have fun in his entrance, get in the ring, get shit done, and then we're swiveling our hips again. Because, I mean, even E himself has said he doesn't want to be serious. But I do like how in this instance, though, he kind of shut a lot of people up, though. With like, oh, Biggie will never be a serious wrestler. He doesn't want to be. Well, you done pissed the motherfucker off so much that now he's got to show you he can be serious and kick your ass too. I mean, there's. I think there's a difference between being serious and then just getting shit done, though. Yeah. yeah. He was on definitely in getting shit done mode tonight. Yeah, he was definitely getting. He was definitely getting stuff done mode tonight. But uh, the first I feel like thing... everyone has a different definition of like what a serious wrestler is. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the first thing I noticed about this match and uh, is uh, referee Jessica Carr. She is more assertive as an official, as uh, more assertive as an official than any man officiating today. She is very assertive, and I oh, love, I love her. I, I love think she's that kind of official. And so she when I realized she was job. the ref, I was like, "Yes, go girl." She is doing an amazing job as a WWF referee, WWE referee, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I noticed about this match. Is she is very assertive when she when she counts to five, she means it. A lot of referees don't, and she is she's very not very afraid assertive. to get in there with the guys. No, she too. she is. She, she won't get in your face and say, "Get out of this corner and leave him alone." She isn't afraid to mix it up, and she done a fantastic job in this match. Uh, I was sad when she left NXT because I was just scared. Of them just like, I don't know, because she had a, she they're they're going more towards where the refs have more personality, and I like that, and I was scared that they were gonna scrap that by me bringing her to the main roster. Oh no, she is she is uh, she is a very assertive official, and I get and because because she's a female, she has to be, she has to earn, she has to earn those guys respects respect, and just not just be another nameless face like a lot of the other officials are. But she done she done a very good job in this match. I and I actually like I like her when we get to know the refs. The match itself. Is it, I like when we get to know the refs. Yes. Like when they get involved in the stuff and their names get dropped by the commentary. Like when Donut King was doing all the stuff with Corbs mm-hmm. last year and just or two years ago now, I guess whenever it was, and just really pissing them off. I like when we get the stories that involve the refs and we get to learn their names. It's That's important. one thing I like about AEW is that they've made their refs, especially Aubrey, like, off, like part of the roster. Like, that is a character. Like, yeah. And they really play into that. It's important to get to know your officials. You have to know your officials. It's, a, it's an important thing. It's an important thing for storytelling. Uh, she done a fantastic job. Big E uh, owned about, what, 70% of this match offensively. He decimated Apollo Crews. He was belly brutal. to bellying him to hell. Yeah, he threw Apollo Cruz. He has the, ring. the best belly to belly. Hmm. Uh, Apollo got the upper hand for about the last what two two and a half minutes of the match, and the mat- and then the finish was really really wonky. 
I know. I want I need to go back and see it. I was yeah. pissed they didn't replay it because I wasn't yeah, they, looking in the right spot. Yeah, they didn't replay it for a reason because it was really wonky. Because from the angle that it showed on TV, Apollo beat Big E. But it's like Jessica counted to Jessica counted to two and then counted another three count, and that's when Big E shifted his weight and was he. I guess he arched his neck and ended up beating Apollo. It was really, really weird. But she Yeah, I need a, to see yeah. it again. She awarded the match to Big E, and then Apollo beats down Big E again, which is undoubtedly, this match, the only way this match is going to end is last man, is, is going to be like a street fight or last man standing match at Mania. Oh, like a street fight or like a back, uh, yeah. like a parking lot brawl? would yeah. be cool. Yeah, I think, I think these two are going to have a street fight at Mania. Uh, but it, it was just a wonky finish. Uh, after Biggie just Biggie owned seventy percent of this match, and but I think she counted it correctly. I just think maybe the shift didn't go right. Yeah, yeah, she done her job. It's uh, the shift, the, the the shifting of the weight didn't happen, or maybe I, it didn't happen on camera side, but it was on her side. I don't some, know. Yeah, it was that, really, really. That's why wonky. I need to see it again. It was really wonky finish. Yeah, it, it, and uh, and in the in the beatdown afterwards, and Apollo goes out. On top, he didn't win the match. He lost on something weird, some kind of weird shoulder shift. But uh, he beats down Big E, so they're undoubtedly going to have another match. Like I say, I, I think this match, it needs to be a street fight. That's the only thing that's going to end this thing between these two. It needs to be a street fight. It needs, yeah, it needs to have some sort of stipulation yeah, to it's, it. Yeah, next Iron match Man, is, Last Man, mm-hmm. Street Fight. Yeah. Okay, so something. I just watched it. Uh, cause again, I didn't see this. I just watched the pin. You could kind of see Biggie shift on her side, so they could really play into like it was on in her view that that's why she restarted the count. It's, right. Oh, no. so you, it looked, you could I tell something Biggie was supposed move. to be going the way she restarted the count. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you can see E move, but just I don't know if it was just. I mean, whatever it was, it worked. It's yeah, got people it's talking. Really, it was really wonky from the angle we had. It just looked really wonky. But yeah, you can Did always you like, say that his shoulder was up on the other side because she was in position to make that count. I mean, like I think we were supposed to be focused on it because they had a real tight camera shot on their heads and shoulders. So it was an intentional thing. Yeah. It wasn't a botch. It was supposed to happen because they had that tight ass camera shot right up in their faces mm-hmm. on their shoulders. Yep. So it was something we, I think we're supposed to see or supposed to at least question they did their job uh, uh, I think. yeah it was it, the match itself wasn't great it was just it was just like seven minutes of big e beating the hell out of apollo cruz and then apollo cruz getting like the last two minutes in and then this wonky finish and uh it, it just it didn't do anything for me i just thought but i mean was, again yeah. story building match yeah it's that's what it was match. that's why i say they did their job yeah, uh, yeah, and and this is going to go into mania. This this match is going to go into mania, and that's I mean, let's save it for mania. If you're going to do it at Fastlane, you could you could easily save it for mania. That's that's my whole thing about it. Why have them touch two weeks before the biggest show of the year? If I mean, the, they the already match, you're going to touch. Yeah, technically. So well, they've why touched not too many touch times. Who cares? They've touched too many times. But that was Apollo, babyface Apollo, that Big E has beaten multiple right. times. It wasn't Hill Apollo. So this is the first time he has beaten Hill Apollo. So Hill Apollo is a completely different character. See, I think Hill Apollo gets it at Mania, though. I think Hill Apollo does, too. 
I, I think there's going to be some sort of chicanery. He beats Big E at Mania in a street fight, and it's going to protect Big E because of the street fight. And I think Big E moves on to be the next opponent for whoever com- comes out with the Blue Universal Championship at Mania. Right. That's gonna say that tells the story really well because not because Big E is he's already established. He's good as in like we know he's good as a single star. We want him to get more, so this is an easy way to get him out, but also build Apollo up. Yes, yes, and, and that, that it protects it. It makes Apollo look like a credible, tough dude, and it, and it protects Big E because Apollo used Apollo used like his minions or dirty tricks to beat him in the street fight. And of course, Big E doesn't have the New Day anymore to back him up, and that's what happened in that. That's my prediction for Mania, at least for that match. Uh, what would what did we have next? What was the next match after that, Jenny? I know you got everything written down. Uh, it was Elias replacing Shane McMahon oh, versus yeah. Strowman, which I thought this match had been pulled last week. I didn't think they were still having it because it hadn't been advertised anywhere for yeah. days. Yeah, and then uh, Shane comes up. WWE probably forgot. Someone probably didn't erase it, and then they came back. They're like, fuck, we got a match. Get someone out there. Yeah, I did Well, didn't... no, they had Shane hurt himself training mm-hmm. before the show tonight. So they had this, like, footage and everything of mm-hmm. him doing some sort of kickboxing or martial arts of some sort. I don't know all the various forms of martial arts. Cause I know he's big into a bunch of them. I can't remember which one he likes to do, but... Yeah, uh, Shane is no more hurt than I am. Right. And uh, it, to I mean, me... It's fine. We've always known it's going to... I've been saying for weeks, ever since Shane McMahon came back to TV, oh... He's going to get killed by Strowman at Mania. Mm. From the very first time those two interacted on yeah. TV, Shane versus Strowman at Mania. Yeah, this is Strowman's going to throw off Irish. Uh, Shane's getting thrown off something. The pirate ship. He he's going to get bumps. thrown off the pirate ship. Yeah, he's going to get thrown off the, the Buccaneer ship for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a false count anywhere. So it's going to be some weird stipulation to it, and Shane's going to get thrown off something really, really high. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's going to get thrown off of it and then the next night Kevin's going to jump off of it. Yeah, and Kevin that jump pirate off of it ship night. is going to be getting used. Yes. Oh, Kevin talked about last year that's what he wanted to do. Right. And because I've always said about it in like the 24 off. the day of one of the specials. Yeah. Uh, that's why he jumped off the it. WrestleMania sign last year because he wanted he wanted to jump off of something. He's got to jump off of something. He's Kevin Owens. He's the new Jeff Hardy. But uh, the uh, now Elias taking on Braun Strowman ended in about ended in about as quick and in the fashion as you thought it was going to end. Is it about the only note I have for this match was that it sets up Strowman killing Sham at Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't you didn't do anything but delay the inevitable inevitable Shane. Uh, yeah, he's going to get you in a couple of weeks at Mania. And, and that's all they've been doing is stalling this match, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this match. Everyone else is complaining about it. I kind of want to see it. Because Shane always seems to pull out something extraordinary for Mania season. Whether you like it or not, Mm -hmm. he does. He does. And if you're looking for a five-star classic between Elias and Braun, no, you ain't going to get it between Elias and Braun. You're not going to get it from Braun in any match. But uh, it did did its job into forwarding. My God, my tongue isn't working tonight. That story. Yep. Like I said, matches one, two, and three were story advancers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we start getting on the good stuff. It starts getting better from here, I think. Yep. Seth versus Shinsuke. Seth, Seth and Shinsuke was was a was a pretty solid match. I, I'll say 
it's uh, it was right there in the three to three point five star range. If you're gonna give out stars, yeah, it was good. I knew it would be good because yeah. the two great competitors. Yeah, the two guys you got in there, you knew it was gonna be a good match. And it's not the first time they've seen each other either. They've seen each other in ROH too, so they had they're familiar with working with each other. And uh, I, I rather enjoyed that match. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it looked like Shinsuke, Shinsuke was going to uh, beat Seth there a couple times, and then Seth Seth does what Seth does and weasels his way out of it and gets a curb stomp and he wins. But I love this version of Seth we have right now. He's so mani- not maniacal, but just he's so like insane. He's delusional. Just, yes, he's delusional. He like spaces out at one point, pretty much. Yeah. He like spaced out at one point during the match. Is like staring. I thought I thought Cesaro was there because he was like staring up the ramp, mm-hmm. and then he just starts going twenty two swings, twenty two swings, and he goes over the commentary. He swung me twenty two times, mm-hmm. and then just I can be strong too, and just goes to try to spin Shinsuke. Yeah. It was brilliantly done character wise for Seth. And I, I'm gonna say, and you you're talking about Seth uh, talking to the announce booth and everything. I thought in every match tonight. NXT has done this before with maybe like a couple of lines, but I thought in every match tonight that uh, the wrestlers themselves done a very good job of telling a story by talking trash. Mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, if I can say there's a positive in every match, that was it. The, the storytelling they did by just talking trash, just being competitive and just, you know, it made things feel personal. And that's what you want with a wrestling match is you want things to feel personal. You want to make you, you want people to feel, hey, you know, we actually don't like each other, even though we know they play video games with each other and everything. I mean, that's probably been my favorite thing about COVID area COVID era, not area, era, era. Wrestling has been hearing the trash talking because you don't have that drunk fan in the front row yelling, You suck all the time mm-hmm. at somebody, completely drowning out the mic'd up ring work that we're trying to get without it being like blatantly, obviously loud. Cause they get the camera in front of their face and the camera microphone picks it up. You can hear everything. And I love it. Well, they and mean- the promos are a lot better too. Cause think about that, that big edge promo, big East promo. Those wouldn't have gone over so well if we had fans. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And they've been leaning toward this more and more every week. They see that it's working and they're leaning towards it more and more every week. So when we get fans back and we won't be able to actually hear this in the ring, we're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a little subtle nuance that that I really enjoy. As a fan, I really enjoy all the trash talk. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. it's I'm, I mean, you get it a little bit when we've got fans, but just not to the extent we've got right now where mm-hmm. you can hear every line every word yeah you just can't you, you see you hear every word and I, I love that subtle nuance of, of, it, of it you know it makes the per it makes the wrestlers seem like they're taking it personal and i mean like i, I do that. like the added piped in noise because when it was too quiet the first few shows when they had nobody like before they started bringing the nxt people that was just a little too awkward they needed the they need the little bit of background noise, like when they had the NXT people there, mm-hmm. or when they started throwing in the piped in noise. That helps because oh. you still have that little bit of background ambiance, 
but you're still getting to hear everything. Now, that's something I said that uh, AEW done better than WWE right off the bat was they had their they had their uh, they had their workers out there on at, on the sideline being the, being the fans. They had making their own noise, and as long as somebody's making noise in a wrestling match, it it seems to flow better. And well, that first episode back for AEW or not back, but like that first episode, like pandemic era for AEW isn't that when Sammy was singing yeah and they had like showed everyone like on the side and mm-hmm. everything yep I watched that today for some reason yep. <laughs> yeah and they had everybody on they had the baby faces on one side and the heels on the other side and that's when uh, MJF and uh, Sean Spears were uh, betting on the matches oh yeah and then Sammy's <laughs> singing and <laughs> Spears is singing along too, but he's still eating his little chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, that I thought AEW was ahead of the curve on that, and then WWE sort of followed suit with the NXT guys, and now they've got the Thunderdome. And I, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm still not used to the Thunderdome. It's a lot more fun than just having NXT guys in there. But yeah, I'm still. Not used to it. I still want to see fans there. I mean, I think they're getting the good balance right now with, like, the fake noise and then, like, the ring stuff and just... Because I know why they're not doing it. Or, like, they took... I think they had to take away the NXT guys because they were still, I think, trying to balance their safety protocols backstage. I was going to say, every time they would get, like, more and more people in, that's when you'd have, like... Oh, they're facing a you know an outbreak at the yeah, PC. Yeah, they had an outbreak at that point. Yeah. Every single time they would like try to ease more fans in. Yep. I mean, they're just I, I get them trying to be safe, so I like the I think they found their good balance that's working for them mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So Seth and uh, Seth and Shinsuke had a really solid match. I enjoyed the heck out of that match. Uh, who 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 was after that? That was uh, Drew and Sheamus. Drew and Sheamus, my God. God, I loved this match. I'm gonna probably watch it again. It was so good. These two, these two. When you get best friends in the ring together, mm-hmm. you know they're gonna hit each other harder and than anybody I, else. And what I've really enjoyed about about watching Seth and Drew, or not not Seth and Drew, but Sheamus and Drew, is that the matches that we've watched three matches and none of them have been the same. Right. That is. Well, I mean, amazing. think about. Uh... What's it called? When Sheamus and Cesaro had that best of seven match, mm-hmm. none of those seven matches were the exact same. Right. That's that's why they're up up above and beyond. I think a lot of the talent yeah. too, because they can really change it up. You can you can feel their seniority that they've been around for a long time. Uh, I'm telling you, Sheamus, Sheamus over the last over the last six weeks has put together probably, in my opinion, has put together some of the best match work that he has done. In his entire career, over the last six weeks, he's which had, is why. Yeah. Finish. Finish. Thought. He's had three hellacious bouts with Drew McIntyre, and they've all been different, and they've all been where they just beat the living hell out of each other. Then he had a fantastic match against Bobby Lashley. Non title match. Yep, you're, you're feeding into what I want to say. Yeah. Keep going. He had a fantastic non-title match against Bobby Lashley. The dude is putting work together. He's putting work in right now, and he is as good now as he's ever been, and he's in his 40s. Which is why I want to see a triple threat of Mania. Drew, 
Lashley and Sheamus, they would beat the shit out of each other. Oh God, yeah, that'd be. I mean, these two guys are stiff. They are stiff, stiff, stiff with each other. They I think it would be so good. I don't know if we're going to get to see that. I don't think we are, but that would be a that would be a fantastic thing to see just for the uh, just just for the sheer brutality of the match between those three guys. Right, and I say I. Me personally, at Mania season, I like to see multi-man matches, just because it's giving more people the stage than just a bunch of one-on-one matches. That's yeah. just me, though. Yeah. That's how I feel. But see, like, like I said, I don't think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get another triple threat, which we'll talk about later. Ah, okay. I see where you're going with this one. But yeah, no, I mean, that spot that uh, Seamus and Drew did when they were up amongst the thunderdome video screens and they threw he threw seamus through the one and there was all the sparks uh, and stuff god it was just so good they had good really good spots it was a very good match uh cadillac what did you what, what was your opinion of this uh beat down that these two guys give each other i i mean i knew i was gonna love it no matter what happened <laughs> and then again you know like we were talking about the shit talking during it is amazing mm-hmm. And then they utilized the space that they had. I w- I've been waiting for more people to kind of go in between the panels. Uh, besides Roman and Kevin Owens. Uh, so I was really excited that they, like, utilized their space. And I just thought it was this damn good match. When they went through the... When he went through the panels, though, and it sparked, I had, like, PTSD from when uh, Braun and Bobby Lashley did it. Oh, when they broke the Raw stage? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> they they beat the holy hell out of each other. And and their matches are so entertaining. So entertaining. And it's just... Yeah, you can tell when two guys that, uh, that are friends and then know each other, they just they tear the house down. And they have a lot of chemistry together. And they beat the hell out of each other. It's everything you want in a wrestling match. It was, yeah, I Everything was so looking forward to this match because I knew they were just going to beat the hell out of each other. And they did. So, they did. So the next match, well, that was the next match is uh, the uh, mixed match, isn't it? Yes, Alexa and Randy. Oh, my God. Yes! Here we go. And this is, you're going to hear me get critical on this. So I'm going to get the good vibes out of the way for this match. I'm going to let Jenny and Kat tell you about it. And then I'm going to. Chime in with some criticism. Oh, wait a minute. He's going to build us up to knock us down at the shits. I hear you, Wrangler. God damn it. <laughs> I got to be the other side of the coin on this. You don't have to be. You're choosing to be. I, it's 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 just my opinion. It's my You take opinion. the match for what it is. Okay. If you thought. Okay, raise your hand if you thought this was going to be a serious, hard-hitting match. Now take that hand and slap yourself in the face. Well, I never raised my hand, so I ain't slapping myself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, for anyone listening, because you knew, Alexa ain't taking a bump. Randy sure as hell, like, Lance tweeted the picture of Randy in the match, and he was like, that's Randy's, at least I don't have to take a bump face. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was good for what it was. It built up, bringing back the feed. Well, I'm, I'm my minor Jim Cornette's going to come out on this one. It's going to come out for this whole series, actually, for the whole thing they've got going on here. I already hate it. 
Dwayne said his damn word, but I hate you. You can go under the ring with the thing. Oh, God. All right, so here's here's my big thing. Shane's going to make me leave this call. I, you ain't going to leave the call. I ain't going to be that bad about it. It's nothing we ain't talked about before off podcast. But my big thing is, and my, here's my thing. I, I just, supernatural storylines, if they go on too long, just kind of lose me. Because now you, you just don't, I, I just, you, you're going from the everything else, which is based in reality to, to this little, little world that is like an alternate universe of WWE that the Fiend has total control of and he manipulates in any way he wants to, manipulates it any way he wants to manipulate it. And then Randy's puking up, I'm guessing grape pudding, fucking chocolate pudding. I don't know what the hell he's puking up. It's black as hell. I know all that. I just know that. Every time he gets around Alexa. And now Alexa. I was wondering if it was supposed to be like ashes. I'm wondering. Because I'm, of the, I'm, to go with the fire theme. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's too. Uh, but we've, but now we've got uh, Alexa who can, who can uh, throw fireballs like Street Fighter. And then she has uh, tele- telekinetic abilities because she's she damn near killed Randy Orton with a with a, with some scaffolding, with some light with some light. She damn near killed him. Not to mention he he come to he was run, run across the ring to lock up with her and she threw a fire but she had some fire shoot up in front of her then, and it, it and then the ref scattered from that fire oh, so the ref fast. Got the I hell out of dying. He got the hell out of God. He wouldn't get back in the ring either. He, he counted from the outside. Yep. yep. And then, uh, and then we had the crispy critter. <laughs> the crispy critter's arm. He tears a hole in the ring, and then the crispy critter's arm pulls a cane, and you see him. He's got a burnt glove with Freddy Krueger arm, and he snatches Randy with fire coming out of the damn hole and shit. And this is crazy. And then he pops up, and 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 he looks. Like he, he looks like he's been set on fire. He, I mean, if I wasn't so damn critical about it, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be a pretty cool sight because he's all burned up and shit. Got clothes that are all burned up, all tattered up and stuff. The mask is all tattered up. It's all melted to his face and stuff. And, and he comes in and he helps. He hits the sister Abigail and helps Alexa get a win over Randy Orton. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm not going to be too overly critical about it because I don't want Pat like to leave the call. <laughs> say what you got to say, Wrangler. I'm a grown-ass woman. <laughs> but I really hope that this, it's going to lead to a cinematic match at Mania. Well, duh. Yeah. I feel like that's what the feed does best, though, like. I've been hearing there's going to be a lot of fire involved and explosions in their match. I like the way that they did that Inferno match. I want these two to have the exploding barbed wire death match. WWE's version of it? Yeah, WWE's version I think they've always had a plan to have fire and stuff in their match because it's been part of the story with these two for months. Mm -hmm. But I think since that whole thing, I think they're going to really kind of maybe amp it up to say, you know, hey, this is how you put on a production with fire. Mm, yeah, I think they're going to. I think they're going to they're they're outshine They've been AEW playing it really well with Alexa. 
yeah. uh, making it more and more believable each time. Mm-hmm. Alexis turned into a little witch. I love Whoa! her. A witch, not a bitch. A they witch. They granted Andrade's release. Oh, really? That's big. They just tweeted it eleven seconds ago. Sorry, I refreshed. <laughs> Breaking well, news. He tweeted something early he on in the interview. Yeah. Andrade to I'm AEW confirmed. Well, at least they're not holding him on to him like they they did that to Harps, and it was. Okay, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I refreshed and I was shocked. Andrade to, AEW, Andrade to AEW confirmed. They featured endeavored him. We're good. Yeah. I don't know if he's good 60 terms. I don't know if he's 60 day or 90 days, but he'll be in AEW soon enough. He'll probably be 90. Yeah. But uh I think that uh I, I mean I, I just the the whole the whole it's just hokey. And you know I'm I, I you know you guys know me I'm just not a big fan of hokey. I'm not really a big fan of hokey either. Like I'll I'll let a little bit in, and I think they t- they toe the line just enough with the fiend for me that I'm okay with it because they they it's not the hokey fiend all the time because then we have the Bray Wyatt humanized character in the Funhouse. So that you, I think just it balances it out for me. You want to hear? That's you want why to... like is there's different incarnations of. The theme and Alexa that I like, like she came out to her goddess music, and you're like, oh shit, are we about to get goddess Alexa Bliss? And then it started shifting, and like mm-hmm. it's kind of, and I feel like with her like quote unquote powers, they kind of played like a because WWE always goes into like what's trending. I feel like they kind of went WandaVision on us. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like and like it it's too like much, it. and like that's why everything was fucked up, and even WWE. Was talking about like, oh, our broadcast issues will be explained later, and it's like, okay, cool, thanks. Now we know Alexa's doing this. Yeah, uh, the the yeah, the person coming out of this that's going to be coming out of this ahead of anybody is going to be Alexa. No, I think the broadcast thing was about people that were having issues with Peacock. Oh, oh, I think well, that's a legit some... thing. I had no issues with Peacock. Oh. No I didn't either. No issues. With I didn't watch. I did WWE Network because. It doesn't expire till tomorrow, so which I purposely did do always because the pay per views are always at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, I had no issues okay. with Peacock whatsoever, as far as I had my audio go out for like ten seconds, but I don't know if that was one of the things where like they were muting because of language or something. Could have been, and they just didn't get it turned back on. I'm not sure, but that was all. Could have been. But regardless of how you feel about the uh, whole theme situation, it uh, we're going to get a we're going to get a fun match out of it at Mania. I feel, and if they do pyro right, it will look better than the barbed wire Japanese barbed wire death match that AEW tried to pull off. So, I agree. Yeah, and I think they can do it. They've been doing fire and explosions for years. Because Bray Wyatt, if Bray Wyatt the way he thinks isn't anything. It, it, he does. He likes to do fun cinematic stuff because he has every cinematic match he's in. It seems like it's a really fun match. So there's a. Really you fun can tell Alexis is really having fun. Randy's enjoying it. Like, oh, Randy's enjoying it because he don't have to take bumps. He's loving. Yeah. He's loving not having to take bumps. You kidding me? Randy loves that. But that was uh that, that I mean regard like I say regards how you feel about it I think we're gonna get something fun out of mania out of it it'll be it'll be it'll be enjoyed it it'll be fun to watch regards how hokey you think it is it'll be fun to watch and yeah I do think it's hokey but you know 
it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I really, it, this last year's with Cena was oddly fun to watch. I, I didn't think I'd like it, but. I was going to say, it turned out better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, the second time I went back to watch it, uh, it, it was like, hey, this is actually pretty damn, a pretty good retrospective on what Cena's done through his entire career. This is like a story. It's like John Cena's biography wound up in like a seven-minute match. And honestly, that would have been that's a good way for Cena to go out. Mm-hmm, so Cena just like stays gone. Yep, yep. Cena's gone, and he stayed gone, and he ain't coming back. At least not right now. And that uh, leads us into uh, what I thought was just an amazing match. Not as in the uh, not as in the in the vein of people flying around and things, but just a wrestling match. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns for the Blue Universal Championship. With Edge as a special guest enforcer, I thought this match give you everything. It give you wrestling, it give you high drama. You didn't have a big you didn't have interference till until the very end. You seen Roman Reigns tap out. It was I was gonna say the Roman tapping was huge. Yeah. Daniel Because that shows a little weakness in his armor, and that's great for Edge and Daniel Bryan going into it. Yeah, that's a little chink in his armor. Is the uh as uh, Daniel did break him down eventually and make him made him tap, but that was after the ref bump. And I seen that as soon as I seen who the referee was, I knew it was gonna be a ref bump. I, don't, I, I, I can't remember his name in WWE, but it's uh, Rudy Charles from uh, TNA. And just as soon as I seen him, I knew it was going to be a ref bump. Because if there's going to be a ref bump that he took, it's either going to be him or the Donut King. Yeah, anyway, that uh, I knew Rudy was going to take the bump. And when he did, Edge comes in. Almost counts to three on Daniel after the spear. And then Jey Uso comes in and everything breaks down. And uh, chairs get involved, and a little bit of the uh, ultimate opportunist showed his head. A totally unexpected thing that Edge done. He blasted Daniel Bryan with a chair, and then blasted Roman with a chair. Yeah, and then walked away. He said, to hell with this. I'm taking my spot. I like snapped Edge. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this Edge over the next few weeks leading into May. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And that's why you think this this match is now going to be a triple threat, right? Yep, this is the one that I think... If yeah. they don't do both, they're at least going to be doing this match as a triple threat. It, they're going to yeah. definitely throw Brian into it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think our Brian's earned his spot, though. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think Brian's earned his spot in it. Um, I think Brian's on his way out. And uh, they're working on it. Yeah, that's the first thing. I that's the first thing I thought of whenever uh, Edge hit him with the chair. That Brian's going to get Brian's going to be the third man in this match. And. Uh, that's all. I mean, where because now Edge has beef with Brian and and Roman, and you know you got beef with two guys at the same time. What normally happens? Triple threat, right? Triple threat. Yep. yep. So now he's got beef with both these guys. So I think Daniel Bryan's going to get himself put in that match. He's going to be Edge. I feel like he's going to be Edge sometime over the next three weeks to get put in that match at Mania. If they even have him have a match for it, I could just see them saying, "Hey, you made Roman tap, but no one saw it, so you're in the match." Mm-hmm. Yep, and he, he and there was a. I visual. can see Edge going like, "I want Daniel Bryan in this to make him suffer, and if you need any more evidence, and then show that clip." Yep. Like I could just see the promo now. 
Yep. Yeah, Daniel did get the visual tap out on Roman Reigns. So, normally, it was a weak little tap, it, but it was a tap. Oh, that's because Roman was about Roman, Roman was selling the out. fuck out of it. Oh, it was yeah. great. Yeah, he was selling it like he was dying, and uh, he gives you the vi- he gives you the little visual tap out, and normally that's all you need. You get that visual pin or get the visual tap out. They're normally injected into the match, and I think that's what's going to happen here. And because what Edge said last week is why I think there's going to be a match within the next couple of weeks between Daniel and Edge. Because Edge said, you're not better than me. Well, Daniel's going to want to try that out. Because Daniel's going to say, if it wasn't for you, I'd be WWE champion right now. Because I had Roman Reigns tapping, and you hit me with a chair. Because you don't want me in that match. Yeah. So... I'm, I've got a sneaking feeling they're going to have a match on SmackDown to put Daniel Bryan in that, to be that for Daniel Bryan to be the third man in that match. And Daniel's going to beat him. We'll have to see what happens on Friday. Yep. Have to see what Friday seems Friday. so far away now. I wish SmackDown was still on Tuesdays. I know. So, overall grade. What do y'all give the overall grade of this, uh, of this thing? And we can't break it into two halves. We have to give it an overall grade. Overall B. grade... Um, well, I only saw the second half, so uh, I give it like a C plus B. That's why I'm giving it a B. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna give it a C, only because the back half of the show saved it. Because that's, that's first, why I'm giving it a B. Yeah, I'm giving it a C because the, the first half of the show was was below average, but the second half of the show elevated it some. So I'm going to give it a C. Uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, if you hung around for a second half show, it was really good. You'd have been frustrated the first half of it. But, uh, you know, I mean, for the first, uh, and for the first uh, WWE special to be on Peacock, it went went down without a hitch. And that's always encouraging when you have streaming services. So, ladies, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, of course. Thank y'all for listening. That's yeah, been... and thank you everyone that's been listening. Uh, a couple people have been reached out to us just saying that they've been listening and they enjoy it. So just that means you the guys. world. We, we make it for you guys and for us. You know, we have fun doing it. So it's it's just really nice to see. You know, y'all y'all really actually enjoy us. <laughs> hey, I, that you know that that makes my day when I hear that uh, people say hey. they enjoy enjoy listening to us talk. And let alone, you know, uh, listening to me talk, and uh, that that's, uh, it. It makes me all feel all fuzzy, warm and fuzzy on the inside. But uh, the the piggyback off of Cat's comment, you know, if you you know any feedback is positive feedback. You know, if yeah. You get, any feedback we appreciate is positive good, feedback. bad, and ugly. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate all the feedback. If there's something we're doing you don't like, hey, let us know that there's something we can improve on because. You know, by God, I'm always looking to improve what I do as far as like content creation goes, and uh, I really do appreciate everybody that's listened. I've seen a I've seen a big uptake in down downloads this week, and that is super encouraging. And it just it you know we you know we do this because we like to do it. It's fun for us, but damn, we would really love to do it for thousands of y'all listening not just not just 20 or 25 or 30 but just you know hundreds to thousands i mean that that would make our day 
So if you believe And me, then we can start getting some interviews up in here. Yeah, and we'd be legit then, y'all. We'd get some interviews. And we have friends. Don't think we don't have friends in the business we couldn't get to come in. I was going to say, we got. I probably think, I'm thinking of like at least two people I feel like we could shoot a DM and help us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know one right off the top of my head to do it. Absolutely. And I and I know I, I have friends. I have friends in, in low places. <laughs> I have friends now in low places. Now we're just bragging. Oh, no. Well, we do have friends. We would love to be able to do some interviews. We with, have uh, friends. People like us. Yeah. We would love Besides to be able to do us. some interviews with people in the business, but we got we got to have your help to do that. So spread the word. Tell five of your friends about our show. If you believe in us that much, tell five of your friends about our show. Have them tell have them tell five of their friends as well. Just Give it a download, give it a listen, give us a, and have them give us a chance. That's all we ask. Leave us a review. It builds us up in uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Go, it go. shows us more if there's more reviews. Even if you don't have an Apple device, go give us five stars. That's all you got to do. That's or just following us on Spotify. That also helps us pop into like their weird algorithm. Just whatever whatever yep. you feel, you know? Just however you rate your podcast, rate it. That way we're in that algorithm and, they, and we're more visible to everybody. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. But, uh, fun night of wrestling. Fun night of wrestling. I will take a C show. Y'all say it's a B. I'll take a C. So it's, you know, I'll take it. But, uh, I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do on Raw tomorrow. Yeah, Raw's going to be fun. Raw should be a good Raw tomorrow. If they capitalize correctly, it should be a good Raw tomorrow. I mean, I feel like that's a sign of a good pay-per-view if it makes you look forward to the show the next night. Because, mm. I mean, we're going to be building on The Fiend coming back, the stuff with Retribution. Yeah. Drew and Lashley, Sheamus, just all the good shit yeah, going to be happening tomorrow, stuff. I think. We've got some good stuff on the Raw going on tomorrow. So, um, uh, if you're going to listen to this on uh, Monday, it will all be tonight. And if you want to come talk about it, I will be on a stream right after Raw, we'll be playing some sort of damn video game. Or just sitting around <laughs> talking. We've known that before. We've done that before too, just sit around sit around talking. Yeah. So uh be playing some sort of damn video game or just sitting around talking. We'll be doing something. We'll be doing something. But uh as for right now we're gonna get out of here. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for thank you for supporting us. I it means the world to all three of us when you do. And uh go tell your friends. Go tell your wrestling friends about us. And see if they like it too. Anyway, we're out of here. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good day. Or not. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. Remember to check us out at the Luva Mark Pod on Twitter and our YouTube at the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. And please give us a follow on Spotify so we know when we post new episodes. Or you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please leave a five-star review to help us grow. Check us out individually. You can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Shamer. And you can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at KitKat Cadillac. And you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Super underscore JJ11 and on Instagram at SuperJ underscore Photography. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you have a great day. Bye! Bye!